Hi guys and uh, welcome to UE's official first ever podcast uh, with myself, Fadi Mazloum, with Terry and with Daryl. Um, so guys, how are you finding uh, game one to one so far? Um, yeah, all good. It's nice to be back actually. I've taken some time off. So yeah, so far so good. Um, it's clear I've missed it. I can, I've got the buzz back. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. Same. Have to have to agree. I, I think I uh, missed out one twenty. I didn't really do a great deal in one one nine. Wasn't re- I, that was when I was sort of pretty much dying a death of the game. I was getting very bored of it very quickly. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's really good to could be be back in it. I really like my team. Um, yeah, good to go. Well, it's it's been six, maybe six or seven seasons now since the last hard format game which is, what, two and a half, three years going on um, in terms of that. Um, And obviously, everything that's happened so far in terms of the coronavirus now, um, how do you feel UE has come to you and been such a godsend within this uh, this time period at the moment? Uh, It's perfect timing for me to to come back into it for a distraction point of view. you know, not really doing much. I was, I was started to think that it wasn't going to even start though during this, but it's, I think it's been helpful as much as it's a disaster. It's been a good time to start because it's given me focus to get back into it, you know? Yeah. I, I, think, I, I definitely think agree with that. Distractions, don't we? Yeah. So, and especially that, that the point of when it was going to start, because it, at the beginning, it was the end of March. Then he delayed it to the 7th of April. Then it was the 14th of April. And everyone was like, oh, mate, this game's definitely not going to Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was in the same and um, I'm really pleased because I think to get back into it, I've managed, I've had the time to sort of concentrate on it and look at all the new stuff because obviously there is quite a bit of change since I was last in it already. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been really good timing for, for me to actually focus and read the, reread the rule book, which I haven't done for a while. So. Yeah, yeah, same, same as I, I, I was really surprised at the amount of changes that they've made and I got back into it, and the first time I looked at my turn, I was just like, I couldn't even remember. Uh, Terry, we've lost Terry there. Yeah. Don't know where he's gone. <laughs> he died. Well, we'll just to... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just disappeared. Couldn't remember to talk. That's what happened, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, ju- we'll just continue until we get him back on, man. <laughs> um, just in, regard, in regards to, um, the, obviously, the changes and stuff like that, what, what do you think about these new essays like um, NOS, Nerves of Steel, and uh, uh, hype coming back into the game but not being purchasable? What 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 are your? Um, I'm I'm actually quite excited about it. Like, I think um, I think it's it's a different dimension. I mean, most players have some kind of special ability. Anyway, they have something that they're particularly good at. So I'm I'm quite liking it. I'm looking forward to what happens with the inexperienced one instead of just throwing youngsters in because they've got decent rating and stuff. I like to see what that does. I think it's a, it's a welcome addition. I think it keeps with the times a little bit. Um definitely think it's a welcome addition yeah and i'm 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 excited to see what they can do like i thought it was a good addition before and now that there's even more um i'm really looking forward to it to be fair i i think they'll be good yeah i'm i spent a lot of time sort of working out um because now he's put like a description underneath each one mm-hmm. for me i think goal scoring instinct was do you know what i see the goal i'm i can bang it from anywhere and i'm gonna get goals all over the gaff then I've been reading it and it's more like um, 
a poacher type of um, essay where it's a bit like um, Javier Hernandez, um, Man United, West Ham player, um, where he's just literally a little fox in a box and he gets the little touches and a little that and all of that. And that's the sort of goal scoring instinct that it actually is. And I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I think once you read it and yeah, because what goal scoring instinct you might think it is to what it actually is when you read it is is actually something really useful. Now, I remember having you know, have a wrist with save um, a team a few years ago with, with Matt. And um, Danny Haynes had it, and he just scored goals for fun. I mean, it was Danny Haynes, but we added it to him because he had decent shooting and stuff. But I think what we thought it was back then to reading about it now, two very, very different things, you know. But as you say, it's very much like the poacher kind of get on the end of everything, you know, kind of uh, role, which which I think will be really good. I think, you know, used right should be good. Yeah, so we've managed to get Terry back now. Um, Terry, we're just touching base on um, on the the new essays, like uh, Nerves yep. of Steel, and, and what goal scoring actually is. Um, because what I actually found out was goal scoring is, is a poacher type essay instead of a person that can actually score from anywhere. What do you think about the new yeah, um, that sounds quite interesting. I, I suppose we're always under the assumption that yeah, you put GSI on something and, and that's it. That's goals galore. And I, I sort of worked saw that saw that early. That wasn't the case. So I kind of thought it might be something a bit more specific. I wasn't quite sure. But um, yeah, the new new one was at NOS, um, Nerves of Steel. That seems like it's uh, a bit more of a sort of a yeah balls to the wall that's going to actually do the job sort of thing for any type of striker yeah and it's it's more like um one-on-one situation so i i feel yeah. like the two people for me that would have really good to have nerves of steel is a center back or a center forward because again if your center back has nerves of steel he's going to be able to be calm under pressure you have that with composure fucking hell you've got you've got someone that's never going to miss a goal yeah, I think that makes sense, but I, I, I've got a feeling the approach that uh, in UE, like, well, Ben, you know, who runs it, I, I'm assuming this is like a more of a goal-scoring option. Like, you know, you're running one-on-one, you, you're, if it's a wide forward, they're cutting in, and, you know, it, I think it's going to be sort of aimed at that. I mean, who knows? I mean, obviously, could, we could well be wrong, but that's a good idea, though. Do you think he's maybe adding these things for us to explore? I mean, because I hadn't thought of that centre-back thing, but then when you explained it, it makes sense to me. Um, and yeah, I hadn't really me. thought of that. Like, now that you've said that, I wonder if some of these essays he's put in for for us players to maybe go and test them out, you know? Maybe go and try something that people wouldn't have thought of, you know? Because, as I said, the centre-back thing didn't go through my head with it. I thought of forwards and stuff only. But then when you said about centre-backs, I'm like, actually, that makes sense. I can... I can yeah, but see, and this is, this is the problem for me because at the moment, it's a case of, okay, your centre-back has it. No, let, let's start again. Let's say your striker has it, but then what do you put with it? And now we're in a hard format game. How can you test these things when you need to be the best? Because uh, there's no chance of Dilly Dallion in hard format. If you've got old players, yeah. you need to get rich. You need to get the youngers in because the, the seasons are six, seven, eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to make more sense to pair it with like a, a flair essay because I, I don't know. I sort of, again, if, if, if we all do it, don't we? You sort of read into things, but I sort of look at like, say, goal scoring instinct. That's your fox in the box. I'm like, if they haven't got nerves of steel for being a fox in the box, they're in big trouble. I, I see that. Now that's a good point. Now for me, I wouldn't put flair with 
Nos because Flair is someone that wants to show off to the crowds. That's someone yeah, that wants yeah. to do the unexpected. So to have nerves of steel and do the unexpected, they don't really sound like they go together, which is why I feel yeah, like it's weird. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And trying to catch those little things is is it, hard. Where, that... where do you draw where do you draw the line at the difference between nerves of steel and composure? Like are they not in the same yeah. sort of conversation? You know, like which one which one would be better for a striker? Like I would probably want my poacher to have quite a bit of composure to like not snap at chances when they come, you know? I would want the one that's got GSI probably more to have composure, but is nerves are still just a version of that? Like and that's that's something that so, I'm looking forward to try and find out. Sort of like a higher tier version. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah. And, and and because, yeah, and, and saying that, saying it being a higher tier version of Composure, that could be, make sense because you can't actually buy nerves of steel. Yeah, and that's going to be the proof of the pudding, isn't it? When we sort of see, uh, like, what, what what players have got NOS. I mean, if we see a couple of centre-backs, then yeah, maybe it's a bit more open for interpretation. But if we all look and it's like your Ronaldo's, your uh, yeah, other sort of, high high tier strikers then we kind of get the idea of what it is and who it's for you watch the and then it goes to what you were saying about what you pair with it well you watch you'll, you'll find it just on wingers now when we scout you know just just to shut us all up but no i think uh, yeah. yeah you wonder if, bolivian left back yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just wonder if like if nerves of steel is is on the players that you don't need to give composure. So you would give composure for people to be like them. Players, what I'm assuming, like, as you say, like a higher tier. Almost. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think we've got to. Really, I, I kind of wish I had one like that now, or even like, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the midfield one, uh, genius. I just want to, I want to see what it's all about. And uh, every time I always sort of go into UE, I always go for like a crap team with loads of UE points just to have a bit of fun with. But uh, one day I'll actually go for something a bit better and try and hopefully get a team that's got something a bit more special. Well, I, Just, I always threaten that I'm going to spend big for a, a big team. Never do. Never do. Yeah, uh, same. Either. Same. I went, this, this is probably the most I've actually spent on a team and I, I'd only done two season tickets and it was, and, it, and I got Brighton. So it's not even a big team. But um, yeah, I've always say, yeah, I'm going to do three, four season tickets. I'm going yeah. to go for and I'm going to do this. And if someone bids £500, I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not spending yeah. £500. But I, I'll end up spending £500 over six, seven seasons probably. Watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's yeah. The, outlay, yeah. the outlay of just saying £500 out of my account. Here you go, Ben. Go yeah. have a drink and have a holiday. Because <laughs> like, yeah. we all know we all know Ben has holidays with, with all of our money. So He does. He, he's listened to this podcast from his private yacht. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> um, speaking of private yachts, Newcastle in real life. Boy, what the fuck! I know, right? Like, and it's funny, right? Mike Ashley has always had such abuse. Quite rightly, the guy shouldn't be anywhere near a football club. Yeah, but he has always said he would always do the best for Newcastle and you know sell it on to the right person and blah blah blah. He's done that quite well. You know, he has actually stuck to his word. (laughs) He is the ultimate salesman, though. If he sold Newcastle to a billionaire, (laughs) I mean, Jesus Christ, the poor guy's going to turn up there. And I mean, like Newcastle at the best of times looks like an apocalyptic sort of Hiroshima 10 years later. um, To be fair, it's an easy sell, though, with the fan base they have. 
Like it doesn't That's shock true. me. They have got a, awesome a big, fans. Yeah, like I'm just not shocks me that a man with money would buy that because those fans, you know, they will spend. They've got history as well. They've got yeah. so much. That's it. You've, you've got the stadium. You've got the fans. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're onto a good. I mean, and especially if they're going to plow money in, they're going to get so much love from the fans. But the the difference is is that I'm just going to start. So the top three clubs, okay. So Chelsea are worth nine billion, right? Well, their owner worth nine billion. Man yeah. City. 23 billion right newcastle have come in with these owners they're worth 230 billion so the jump is is incredible it's 200 billion pounds like that is ridiculous yeah 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 but it's uh do you think are they gonna how much can they do though i mean if 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 financial uh, fair play is really kicking in i mean like we've yeah, seen city get their hands smacked now if they... how far can i mean are, are we looking at seeing Messi, or not? Well, not Messi, but that sort of calibre at Newcastle anytime the thing soon. Is, if they if they put a team on the pitch that them fans are proud of, then fans will make that money back. That's yeah. what I'm saying about there's a really clever club for a rich owner to have. Oh yeah, because yeah. them fans totally will probably balance out financial fair play. If you put a good Newcastle team on that pitch, that stadium's full all the time. They'll travel with them. They'll buy all their merch. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think you know, give it a couple of years, Newcastle are going to be right there. I mean, yeah. you see some of the names already mentioned that Pochettino's taking over, that Harry Kane will be coming. I mean, that's instant talk. That's not even just you know. Oh, I'm happy with that. that. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's exciting time and and um, and to be fair, if it makes Tottenham worse, I'm happy. It. Yeah, <laughs> and I think yeah, I, I mean, their fans deserve maybe have that moment in the sun you know like i'm i'm, I'm not gonna do yeah. that newcastle fans i mean it's you know it's uh... no they're really good i've i've got uh, yeah i'm a diehard arsenal fan i've uh, up until probably two three years ago when i stopped going because uh, it just it got depressing but um uh yeah i mean it, it's just uh tragic really how how some it, what I, what would be really interesting to find out though is if these managers re, uh, these owners really do put their money where their mouse is or if they do like an arsenal sort of thing with uh, yeah we got Kroenke who's worth seven billion and has done nothing really other than i mean i think he put into his pocket for pepe and i mean i, I like pepe i think he's great i really enjoy watching him but at the time not needed i mean our back line is ridiculous but yeah be interesting to see that yeah that's that's where it is now so are they going to replace the manager are they going to put the money in Yes, Steve Bruce is not a manager for that kind of money. No disrespect to yeah. Steve Bruce. He's a workhorse. Uh, he's a championship manager. But for that kind of money, you need a you need a stronger manager than Steve Bruce. And yeah. that's not me knocking Steve Bruce. It's just it's a, it's a step too high for him. It's like Mark Hughes managing Man City when they had money. It's just it's not it's not going to work. You know, it needs um it needs a man that's going to be able to handle the players' attitudes now because like they're going to demand the players that are going to come in. You know, there's going to be a lot more attention, and I think it'll be a step too far for Steve Bruce to handle. You know, he might prove me wrong, but I can't, I can't see that. Okay, so sort of talking about big clubs, obviously um, Newcastle, but sort of going back into UE, Man City, Liverpool's the big clubs that you pick. Um, you you obviously start in debt, and but you have to obviously put the money in to get them. Now, starting in debt, we've had um, obviously managers that have come in that look at their clubs and, and and I think they scare themselves. They look at it and they're like, 800 million in debt, holy shit. But really and truly, you only need to lose one pound a week 
<clears throat> now, for me, one pound a week, you can you can sell anyone. You can sell Tom, Dick, or Harry for for one pound a week and just get, get your debt down. Obviously, your wages and everything else is is, is playing um, decrement to 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 your overall balance. Um, but for me personally, I, I I just feel like I want to put a spotlight on the Liverpool manager for for this week because he's come in all guns blazing. 800 million pound in debt and he's like i need to sell everyone firmino's gone this guy's gone this guy's gone and then the next day it's like ah oh, actually guys uh yeah. change my mind yep yeah um... yeah i've seen a few people um i, I spoke to, i had a couple of private messages from people sort of not overly happy not necessarily just for liverpool but um yeah, a couple of managers having uh, of the bigger sides having dipped out but then you sort of try and explain to them it's like look they've they've done something at first, then they've realized, okay, maybe I can do this differently in a better way that doesn't completely strip my side. And I think we have to sort of give a bit of leeway there. And yeah, rather than as a community saying, oh, now you've, you've dropped out of, out of deals, yeah, blacklist them and flog them and stuff like that. It's, it's like, for me, it's just like, no, they pay, especially the Liverpool manager. If it's true, what I heard, how much he paid, like, um, it's like 900 and something, was that? Yeah, so but, um, is what I heard. Yeah, I, I just sort of felt sorry for him because I was like, the guy's going to practically, he's bought a team because, yeah, he's probably, probably a Liverpool fan and he's completely has, has to decimate his side to reduce the debt. And I'm like, no, just give the guy a chance. You know what I mean? He's obviously just trying to go gunshot straight away and just let the guy sort of just chill and work out what he needs to do. He's obviously had a chat with Ben and sort of worked out what's the best way about it. Yeah, I think um, you have to give people certain chances. Like, he's obviously not a serial guy of doing this. I've never men heard it mentioned before in any of the games I've been. So, you know, there's always that, oh, my God, the panic, sell everyone. And then when you actually realize what the rules are, because you may be taking some poor advice, which is what I think's happened here. I think he's just taking some poor advice. But, you know, we've all tried it. We've all tried it on newbies. Like, I'm not even going to start calling people out. We, we've all tried it. We've all thrown that deal out there thinking maybe they will. <laughs> like, you know, um, and that's somehow how some of your best deals come about. Like, but I think with this one, yeah, I think a little bit of common sense in the fact that he's clearly not messing about. You know, he's put a lot of money up forward and then he sort of had a moment to sort of calm down on that turn one madness that comes. And, yeah, you know, I think, um, yeah, it's frustrating. Of course, if you think you got Firmino coming in turn one, then of course, yeah. But I think you also have to use a little bit of common sense and see that, you know, yeah. hundred percent agree. I got caught up agree. in the panic and, you know, realized all of a sudden that, wait, I'm here for six, seven seasons. I don't need to panic. You know, man can yeah, sell I... all his reserves and fill them up with trialists. Like, you know, he exactly. can, he can ha probably half that debt out of his reserve team. To be fair. I would yeah. probably buy most of Which his is... youth team, you know? Like, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think on that one, you have to have, you know, you have to be a bigger person. Yeah, bit yeah, I, I, I certainly did there. I when I as soon as I sort of yeah, you see him pop back on. It's actually I'm doing this. Actually, you know, I'm re relisting these guys. Yeah, you could kind of see what he's done, and you're just like, right, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah, and I think if others can't, I can get it. If you think you've got a Salah, you've got a, a Mane, you think you've got them coming in. Yeah, yeah I get it. It's going to be heartbreak. But you've got to realise it's just a game. And this guy's paid out really good money for a team he probably loves. He doesn't want to just decimate them in, inside of like three turns. What's the point? I mean, if he can just like, like you guys are saying, if he can slowly bring that debt down for like five weeks and then start bringing in those players with potential, yeah, jobs are good. 
Tell you, yeah. and he might he might scout a few where he can sell some of the bigger names in a few weeks. Yeah. Because we've all been in that position. You find that sort of centre mid that you know is going to be there for the next three, four seasons. So you can you can ditch Henderson or whatever, you know, you can you can start to sell some of them, the older ones. So yeah, yeah. I think I think on this one, I think it was pretty obvious to see that he he panicked and once he calmed down, I don't think it was him being malicious, but do you, do you do you believe that just touching on that subject and touching on the cells and, and and everything else of what what people do how do you feel about first come first serve? Uh, <laughs> um, first come first serve I, I i quite like the way i know it's different uh did you see the ac milan sales when he did like a draw I yeah, think sometimes if, if you know it's a big player that's going to get a lot of attention, I like that way. I've always liked that way because you feel like, you know, you've got a chance. Like some of us might not be able to get onto WhatsApp until the afternoon or some of us can't get on the forum until late evening if you're working from home, you know. Um, but on the other side, I also get it. You want these sales done quick and there are people out there that can be quick. And so I get the arguments for both. But I think... If it's a bigger player that you know is going to get a lot of attention or going to be wanted, I like the put it in a draw idea. I, I always have liked that one. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah, if I, I if I had a good player, I'd probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> you never have a good player, mate. So it's fine. No. Yeah, not that he sells no. anyway. Jesus, you ever tried tra- tra- dealing with Terry? Jeez, God. <laughs> oh come on, man! You've got someone coming in this week. <laughs> That's a loan, mate. Have you sold anyone? <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I have. Do you, know what? do you know what? I genuinely have. And it's, it's probably... Only, only Daz would probably be able to guess who it is straight away. Oh, who? who I, no, I've sold a player to someone. Can you guess who? No, go on, who? Upton. Oh, my God. Oh, so oh, he's no. been... and, and it's a good player. I think he's uh, it's a centre-forward, 94 away, uh, 35 oh, PB. So he's got him... and. Upton won the bloody AC Milan draw as well. Oh, I see what's oh. going on there. Yeah. <laughs> crafty fucker. He's being crafty. Okay. He's got red knees, mate. He's definitely got red knees, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> um, polished in those lips up, hasn't he? He has, he has. He's back with a bang, that's for sure. God. Yeah, 100%. Good old Upton. Um, yeah, yeah, I but... think I've only sold one this week and uh, I loaned a couple... And I think I think I've only brought in two players. Yeah, I've 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 loaned off you guys, and I signed a, a target man off the forum, which was just there, which was quite handy. And the rest, I did pick up one uh, try list, and then just eight random bids. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I think scout, I've. I think I've got. Uh, oh, sorry. Go. So, so I'm just saying, scout, scouts is everything, and it is. Oh yeah, yeah. You start with so like you. I've, had a, I've had a go at a few of them from the transfer list. I'm, I'm, I haven't. I don't really mind if I don't get any. It'd be nice to get one or two, but I, I doubt it because it's going to be so many of us going for them. Yeah. I think I've got um I've got Walcott coming in, but I, I was a bit sort of uh, unsure of what to do because I, I sort of agreed with him to go to Sparta Prague. That was like my first initial team when I first looked at. It, I was like, no, they're crap. I'll give me another one, and I got um Sporting. And uh, so I, I sort of honoured the deal with Maxi. I still wanted Walcott. He's coming in. But I've got this lad called Camacho. He's like 19. He already has flair. I've added potential to him. He's you know, really, really good on paper. Um, but uh, I was like desperate for a right winger anyway to sort of do a new formation. I was like, I was asking around for ages for a right winger and then completely forgot uh, Walcott is as well. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Sometimes you agree deals and you forget. But for me at the moment, it's a case of don't panic. Okay, you didn't sign everyone on, on turn one. Like, you're getting your scouts in. And yeah. then you're still scouting for the next four turns minimum, right? And then those people that do buy players going to be like oh do you know what i now have two playmakers or three playmakers yeah. i can get rid of someone yeah and then yeah. you've got a slot there and you've got whatever so it's going to happen and then obviously you're going to add pot to this player you're going to add pot to that player five yeah. weeks down the line you can then swap him and and the 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 conversations of transfers will just keep happening yeah um so yeah, I'd, I I I wouldn't panic for me personally. No, I never do. Like I I need I needed I did need uh, some fullback, so I'm happy to get the loans in. I did need a target man, so I got him. But the rest, you know, the rest are finding scouts or as you say, when other players find scouts and they're like, well, I don't need this guy anymore, so they put him back for sale. You know, it will all it will yeah. come back around. So can I, ask, yeah. can I ask you guys a question then? Though, would would uh, do you think you've maybe maybe been a bit clever with your scouting, you, or have you gone for like the big hitters, you know, the the usual sus- suspects and usual usual countries, or do you think you've I, gone a bit clever? In in hard format games for me, I don't go China, Brazil, all of those places. I go for proper underground teams because everyone's going to go for those teams, and then I'm in a bidding war, and then. If I sign one of those ten spaces that I've just wasted, I'll be lucky. And I I hate wasting spaces because it pisses me off so much. So <laughs> I've gone for proper underground teams, um, and and I've done four random because there's that new random thing that you can do now as well. Um, I see that. Yeah, yeah so you can... it takes away my scrolling scrolling click. Yeah, it's really I don't brilliant. have to scroll anymore. It's just a click. It's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've scouted four random, and then I've done six sort of main teams. Um, I know a couple of people usually go for like the under twenty ones and things like that. I usually do that again underground teams. So like, I get throw one out of like Morocco, like not yeah. no one discuss them. Do you know what I mean, um, I wouldn't go for Brazil under twenty ones because most of those players are already in clubs, mm-hmm. so you won't really find anyone in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, sort of so... what I've I've done. I I kind of thought most people are either going to go for the big sides or the national teams or or the under twenty one. So I've tried to sort of I have sort of gone to a few of those sort of known countries, but I've gone for some of the lesser known sides because I think I I I don't know. In my head, I think people probably look at a league table, say of China, and sort of go for the two big hitters there or two or three big hitters. I've tried to go for sort of like a, a little bit lesser known. Well, what what's actually happened now? is that those big sides are also able to scout their reserves and youth teams. So yeah. let, let's just say, for example, yeah. So what you can actually do, there is, um, for example, one of the Chinese teams has got um, Anatovic. Well, Anatovic might be injured and might be in the reserves. So, <laughs> oh, that would be a kick in the butt so you could have, you could have, Yeah, you could have just scouted their first team, but he's sitting in their reserves and you didn't know about it. So you've just lost that opportunity to sign him. And then also you'd be like, oh, another bitch ain't there. What's going on? Oh, well, he's in the reserves. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting because then do you take a punt on seeing if he's at someone's reserves? Like not necessarily on out of edge, but some player like three or four turns time. Do you take a punt at looking at the reserves or the under 21s in case he might have been injured or, you know, wasting potential other scouts? See, is... I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. Like, 
Yeah, I wouldn't bother with that. I uh, yeah, I do the same thing. I've always have. I normally scroll and click unless if it's a team I know. I always scout Charlton. It's just if they're not being picked up, I always do just in case. Like one day he feels like being kind to us. Um, but no, I, I yeah, I I, uh, I wouldn't take a punt. I I scout the first team if there's nothing there that takes my eye. I I move on. I move on. I try and cool. not put too much thought into my scouts because then I I seem to find better players when i'm not trying if that makes sense i don't know if that's just how i've looked at it but i remember picking up this tunisian guy from some club called tunis or something that was an absolute beast um because i've literally just scrolled stopped never heard of them that scout them you know um so yeah that bloody midfielder in 108 was it (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) oh Um... god but no, it makes it makes sense though. So obviously everyone does things differently, and I think yeah. that's what makes the game better as well. Yeah. Because yeah. Day, if you sit there and we all scout the same teams, we're all just going to be buying the same players, and then everyone's going to be out there. So because you're doing it that way, you're doing it that way, and everyone else is doing it their own way. It just it makes the yeah. game much much better. I, I know I've got to, I've got to do one thing for once, which I because I, I always keep an eye on like the WhatsApp groups and in the past and the forum and all that. And you, you get that sort of hour before um, turns a couple of hours before turns come out where everyone starts discussing who they've actually bidded for once that the, the, the deadline's gone. And I've got, I've stopped looking at that because every time there's someone's, I can guarantee you, they start talking about kind of what they've looked at. And you think, ah, shit, that starts, that sounds like someone I've bid <laughs> yeah. for. So I said, I'm not going to look because it's just going to depress me because I know I'm going to get outbid <laughs> probably by Mark Roan. <laughs> Which we, we all do. We all been down that road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the, the master. The, the worst thing is, once you get outbidded, you're like, fuck, I can't even be bothered to look at this turn now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read that first page. That's why I try and scroll to the to the result first, and then I do the second. Yeah. Part. I could never yeah. do it oh, do you know, No, do you know what's worse, though, is when you bid it and you get that, uh, the board will not pay X amount. It's, oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, but speak, speaking of um, WhatsApp and, and posting up and doing things like that, what do you guys think of the WhatsApp versus Discord con- conversation that's currently happening in um, in one two one? I think it was a bit. I think it got a bit unnecessary. Like there are some people that maybe WhatsApp's not for. Like I I lose interest in scrolling and then I'm I miss loads of it and then I give up. Like, that's just me. Not to knock WhatsApp because, you know, some people can sit on it all, all the time, which is quite clear from reading it. Um, yet me, I'm always on Discord. So for me, it makes sense. And I hear the conversation, are oh, we going to miss out? They're going to do it. But some of us do. Some of us don't go on the forum much. Some of them don't go on WhatsApp. It, I think I think it's silly to make it a discussion where if we've got more spaces that can get more people in, maybe there's some people that just prefer Discord. Maybe there's some people that would just stick to WhatsApp. It keeps the game open to everything. I think the thing that should worry is if Discord does well and WhatsApp stays where it is, I mean, WhatsApp's almost killed the forum anyway. Um, and now with these two, I mean, maybe the forum is the one that people would worry about. Like, um, Yeah, so, so for me, I just feel like with Discord, you can have... Um, WhatsApp and the forum all in one place Mm -hmm. and a lot of people at the minute they're using their phones they're not really on laptops or or iPads or anything like that so to to enable to take a screenshot and upload it it just it's so much easier with this you can't upload onto the forum the forum's crap Mm. yeah you need to resize it and post it on some other website to get it to post and it's just so complicated um so this just makes everything 
uh, streamlined and a little bit easier to to see and and notice. And for me, Discord is is the up to date version of what pro boards and forums were for. Like I think, oh yeah, that, Discord that's what is, I was is this is twenty twenty's version of that. I think it's the natural progression. I mean, Completely I don't think great. I don't think it will it will change anything in WhatsApp. I mean, I've seen people both on WhatsApp and in the forum that were saying that they they liked one or the other, but they're both on both. So, like, why can't have both? Like for me, I think I will use Discord more than anything. Like, and if that's where I get my deals, then I'm fine with that. You know, if I'm going to miss out on some that are only in WhatsApp, then that's my problem. Um, I'm not going to stop anyone or have a opinion. I think. I'm a Discord guy. I'm always on my Discord, like always, you know. So it's well, it's, it's better for me. Well, as, as, of, to, as of today, Sorry, as of today, we've got 62 people on Discord. So that's a good that start. Is, that's a good yeah. start. And that is where I mean, turn one's not even over so, yet. And you think that's a big pool of players? That's 62 yeah. clubs with first team reserve. Everyone's going to scout. That's a that's a big pool of players for 62 people only to look at. You know, yeah. I, I genuinely think though all three sort of uh, mediums, all three platforms have uh, benefits. Like I, I love the original forum just because of its. I mean, like the game is old school to me. This whole game is old school, and it just gives me that nostalgia. And so does the forum because I mean, it's just you just don't get normal old old school forums for games these days. And I love that about it. Um, uh, and Terry, then, I, like, what I agree with you on that. The, the game is evolving like yeah, yeah oh yeah completely karma, agree and i think that's karma. why i love sorry mate go on i'm just saying like in regard to that karma's getting added essays are getting added all yeah, of these yeah. things because the game is progressing to keep up with the time exactly now yeah. because they're doing that the forums no one uses forums no more it, it just doesn't happen so, i think i think it will die off as we get this this old school lot now like say like us lot once we sort of genuinely do stop playing and you get all the, yeah, if there are any younger players uh, and they take over, I think that's when it will, it will die a death. Um, I think whilst there's still some old school, you still have that nostalgia. You still have that wanting to go back to the forum. Um, I think, yeah, WhatsApp's just convenient now because it's like probably one of the sort of most used apps on uh, people's phones. And I, I love Discord for this. I've already said to like guys saying like, should, should we do like a, a turn reveal on Tuesday? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to stick on the yeah stick around on the voice chat on Tuesday. So like you know sort of talk about our turns as mm. they come in. So like, oh shit, yeah, I've lost this week, and you know just for the laugh of you know of people being disappointed or being over the moon. So I love Discord. I think it's it's such a cool idea. Um, I'm a bit worried because I'm not tech savvy. So yeah, I'm trying to re rely on you guys to sort of uh, help me out with getting on things. But it's it's really, really cool. No, I, I think, you know, some of us that maybe miss the Pro Boards quite a lot. I mean, like for me, like, you know, the Pro Boards was everything. Game 100 Pro Boards was immense. 108 was immense for me, like yeah. at the times that I was in them. And I feel like Discord can bring all that stuff back with the voice chat. We could all jump in if you didn't want to text. If you don't want to talk, you can just text. Like, you can do anything. There can be sections created as we realize conversations go in a second, you know? Um, I think this will this will add add a whole new or a whole new side to, to Ultimate Europe for me. I mean, I'm only talking for me, but I think this will this will bring a um, bring a new new side to it completely. You know, like an, an old school pro boards version of it, and I think once people see that, you know, I think they'll realize and, that you can have both. And, and, you know, 
and it will just be it'll be the start of something. Oh, do you remember game one two one? Fucking Discord, oh, this yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. in a few years' time when everything's on Discord, everyone's gonna be like, Oh, we was on the first one of one two one, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but it, touching base on that, so what have you guys got planned? Um, and so what what's your review at the minute? So obviously you both started off with terrible squads terrible squads because i've looked at both of them um <laughs> what's your plan for for the season how are you planning to build your squad uh, are we are we talking like my my original squad because i'm quite happy with sporting i mean sparta prague when i got that initially no i i just like chucked that off every player who was half decent was old you know like 29 30 i couldn't do anything with that uh no one was interested in them because we all had like say like six for vision so you know no one wants that um but yeah, now I've got Sporting. It's a really young team. They're really, really talent. Yeah, lots of talent in there. I mean, I've got cracking players in the reserves and youths. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking to try and build um, the the younger players, put some potential on some of them. But I'm I'm trying to hold off. I yeah, I spoke to a couple of guys who said about um, sort of delaying putting UE points on potential for certain players and actually just training them and see see how they do because if they're just naturally good and they naturally train i mean i could save myself some ue points but um i also want to sort of take some time to get some scouts in hopefully uh and, and just then make my mind up there because like you guys were both saying you could you know scout a morocco and find an absolute beast or a tunisian beast you know you could find some really quality and that that would be you know that would change the game for me a lot lot more yeah yeah i, th- I think Thanks. the same i think few weeks like far after sort of by turn five or six eight i'll see where i am with the results anyway and then it will decide what season and i know what scouts i mean i should have my first 11 done by week six normally that's normally how long it takes me to be able to find everything um so i'll know then i think a season of consolidation build something young decent that i know is going somewhere um i knew what i was taking on um I knew I knew that they weren't going to be the greatest. You know, the fourth best team in Austria is still going to be really, really bad. Um, so, yeah, I knew what I was taking on. But I've actually been pleasantly surprised. I mean, I've got no defense, but I've got a midfield that I can work with for a while. Now I've got this target man in. I'm pretty much set. So I can actually focus on defense first and then upgrade as I need to. Um, so I was I was actually happier with the squad than I thought I would be. I was expecting something a lot worse. Um, I've actually got some stuff to work with, though. To be fair, so, what um, what is what is your plans? Obviously, everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to get trophies. Well, certificates, let's say. Um, wh- when do you see yourself winning anything? What season? I, I definitely later on. Uh, I I'm really competitive. I usually want to get promoted straight away. Be challenging for titles, challenging for silverware. I always do. I always seem to do quite well. The first one or two seasons then i get bored and i don't bother sending to and it just sort of descends for that but um i'm really into this i hopefully anyway and, and you know hopefully it stays that way but um at the moment i would actually really like to just sort of finish mid-table develop the players um maybe have a good cup run uh but i'm oh yeah i'm not too fussed about being promoted so, or anything like that i'm not too fussed like about west results <laughs> it literally sound like west ham that's the best you're <laughs> West Ham and that every, Arsenal every now, season. mate. <laughs> it sounds like West Ham fans every season. Like <laughs> I cry now. Yeah, we'll be all right. 
What about you, Daryl? I know I, I, uh, I genuinely do, though. I just I don't want to. I don't want to get promoted because I look at like uh, I think I've got my my team sheet up now. While we wait for him to get his yeah. team sheet, up. I think. On, um, I think you know it isn't. It is a project. So if I can get if I can get promoted next season by latest, I mean. Of course, I'm ambitious. If if an opportunity comes for me to get promoted this year, I'm going to take it. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to push for it. Um, but I think, I think definitely within within two, and then by season four, I would expect you know if I haven't built a team there that's I would feel comfortable competing with, then I'm probably not going to be able to. Um, but yeah, I think um, this year to build the squad, I want next year to really start pushing. You know, I want to get back to some some levels of success because i think after 108 actually yeah after 108 i haven't really taken anything serious apart from i think it was a fulham team i made in 109 actually but um i haven't really taken any game serious i've just got in by players i like whatever their ratings you know just made them almost like fantasy team of hot garbage you know um mm. and so i kind of want to want to make something a little bit more serious uh with this one like when me and matt did the final the production thing i mean that team we built was was immense because we took it serious you know and Aberystwyth, with we took it serious and you know we we i remember one conversation we were trying to make a team and we we're like my god we've actually made 25 we made a squad of 25 of the most perfect players we had cover in every position and i want to get back to that you know so um and that Aberystwyth was a two I think three that's year big thing though i think that's another big thing in terms of having cover because mm. having a big squad right is is brilliant. Like, obviously, if you've got players that have got versatility or players that can play mid and defence and whatever in their essays, brilliant, because then you can just move things around and you don't need to buy that extra player to um, and that extra wage and that, that um, cost to, to to you and your team. Now, with, with teams like Liverpool and Man City, etc., like that, if they was to sell everyone, it, it, they really just have a first-team squad. And in that first-team squad... If, and I'm saying if they put themselves on zero, they literally have no cover. They've got 16 players. So it is, it, you need to be very careful on how you do it. Swap one player for two players, um, you know, so you can build that depth for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like the depth think, is... Yeah, that is big. Because I always, I kind of always go with the same approach is I'll make my my first team 25 man squad and i always do it i 25 first team and when i know i've got two of every position and three strikers which is always the setup that i do i then i can do my little have fun thing in the reserves you know i can sign players that i've always rated even though they're rubbish and stick them in the reserves i then sort of work down the squads you know so um i've always got the same same way of doing it um but yeah this year i just i'm, I'm gonna take it serious because like i always fall into the trap i see like Oh my God, Charlton players are free. I'll sign them. And then I'm like, what do I do with them? You know? And that's on turn one. And people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I did that straight off the bat. I mean, as soon as Maxi just went, uh, anyone want Walcott? I hate him. And I was like, yep, we're taking X Arsenal. That's so very easy to get sucked into that turn one madness, though. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. When yeah. you see everyone like Max, 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 and then you're on a thing and I'm bidding for a right forward max and I'm like, wait, you don't play right forwards, what you're doing? Like <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a question, guys. What what are you looking at uh lineup? Say say what sort of formation have you gone for this week and are you looking to change that? No, four five one with a target man and a free roll. Yeah. That, that will be me this year, yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, I different. So I play a home formation 
and a home tactic and I play an away formation and an away tactic. Oh, okay. Now the tactic might change depending on opposition. So I'm I'm very different. So if they have weak defenders, um I will play uh sorry if they have weak strikers, sorry, I'll play going hard because I know that I'm gonna win everything. Um if they've got defenders that don't have any header in then I'm going to play aerial bombardment because I know I'll win everything. So it's little things like that that you've got to look for. Yeah. Uh, and this new master tactic, it, it, it's a game changer for me uh, because that, that is that one tactic that I'm using that is their weakness. And that's how yeah, I play. That's, that's, that's how I'm what, uh, it. So, yeah, I want to set up, yeah, this is how I yeah. play with the two. This is how I play. And the master tactic is the one that, okay, let's adjust that to who I'm playing. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask though, you guys, are, are you doubling up? Are you, are you looking sort of maybe at times double up uh, to improve a certain area that you're using uh, tactically, or are you using that to exploit something else? I'm using that I'm... To, as what I see the team are. Like if I if I yeah. say if I see them weak, I might put the master tactic as like pressure play if they've got speed. In. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I'm using the master tactic as like opposition. Uh, and and that's what I'm doing as well. However, there will be cases where like this week, I'm playing um, Aston Villa and mate, he's strong all over. So uh, I've looked at um, doubling up on a tactic, um, which is going to benefit me and hopefully make me win the game. But it, again, you need to really look at the opposition and, and yeah. decide what you. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try and. Um, I'm just sort of trialing. Trying. Uh, excuse me. I'm trialing something this week, which is uh, my my defense is they're high rated, very high rated, but. Um, the, the two centre backs are not the fastest, so I know from old you know times in the past, I know I need to play uh, zonal and defend deep, but um, they're all very good on the ball, so I'm going to try and play play out defence uh, as a master tactic just to sort of alleviate that a bit because I don't want to be sat back all day, you know, taking punishment. So now, you've got, you know, uh, now, you've got, now you've got to be careful because you're playing defend yeah. deep and playing out defence. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why I said I'm just, I'm just going to trial it just to see what happens. I mean, they've got Inaki Williams. I'm playing Atletico Bilbao, who, you know, I mean, Inaki Williams looks brilliant. Um, so I mean, if it doesn't work, hey, yeah, it's lesson learned. But that's that's the great thing about it is it's trial and error, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. yeah, and I think with this new master tactic, I think I'm quite excited because it's something new and people are going to be learning it. So I feel like we're all on a bit more of a level playing field with it I th- I'm, I'm excited Definitely. i'm excited i've got an idea how i want to play and i've always been that type of manager like instead of i want the opposition to read how am i going to beat him um and this is yeah. how i play but i feel like i could use the master tactic for when i look at an opposition and go actually maybe i could see that i feel like i could use the master tactic and still stick to the core of how i want to play yeah so that's how i'm going into it anyway i could i feel like i can be a bit more of a real life manager how i would be i do the same on fm like this is how i play and then i tweak maybe the mentality to adjust who i'm playing you know but i don't really change my formation or core tactic yep. you know so that's that's sort of similar to me uh, i've always played four four two, but i've always gone with the free role playmaker central midfielder anchor man in midfield um in one one nine i think I, I took a second team and it was full kirk and I brought in some really cracking players and I developed a load of really good players and I was really enjoying it. Uh, but I went for four four two with a sort of a standard uh, midfield of like left midfield, right midfield. And I sort of tweaked between playmakers, CM and uh, CM and AM, depending on who I was playing. 
Um, but I really enjoyed that, and uh, it sort of reminded me of sort of old Arsenal, yeah, being an Arsenal fan, old Arsenal with like Lundberg on the left, and yeah, playing a four-four-two, sort of a bit more traditional. And I had a lot of success with it at the time until I sort of dropped it. And I want to sort of give that a go again. But speaking of those tactics, now the taxes have all been adjusted. The database is all been yeah. updated. Like I said, it's all going with the times. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I was thinking about is two anchormen. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, like if you want to play like a free roll and, and wingers and two anchormen, that would be like, I would say a standard four two three one, which almost every team plays now. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember well, I, mean, I, I, I do that in FIFA. Three up front with right forward, I think it was centre forward and, and left forward. Like that should now yeah. be that should now be like a much more of a thing with the you know, like Liverpool play. Like it's exactly how Liverpool play. Yeah, exactly. So, they have yeah. their then what centre mid and and a playmaker probably and right forward, left forward, centre forward. But I Again, I don't know. I've not tried it, but that's one of the things that I definitely want to try. Two anchor men, see if it works. That's and, what reserves. That'd be interesting, for. wouldn't it? That's what reserve teams are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very some, good of, point. some of the tactics I've put in my reserve teams, like the opposition must look at like, what the hell is he doing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. right, no, a good point. I might, I might have to give that a go. Um, so obviously, we, we've come to the point of the show where where we <laughs> usually have um, an interview or what we've discussed in, in having an interview. We don't have anyone this week because obviously it's our first week. Um, so what we want to do is, is we want to put this out there to everyone. Uh, if you want to be on the official UE121 prod, podcast, um, please post up on the forums. There will be a post posted up by Terry um, later on uh, when the show is, is, is live and just post your interest and we will put it into a draw which Daryl will make live. I will. And I will. yeah, we'll get the next person on our show for, for, for a little interview. Uh, and the questions great. will be in, insane as well. Just be prepared. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think for, for, for now, we're going to sign off. Um, unless yeah. there's anything else you guys want to cover. No, no, I think, you know, um, this one was about how people can hear how we want to structure it. As I say, if people reach out, Drop us questions, DM us questions, reach out to us. We're open to all discussions. That's kind of what we want this to be. So reach out and we're yeah. here. Yeah, definitely. And you know, talk about every, not necessarily just UE. I mean, football in general, other sports, whatever, whatever anyone wants to like, you know, talk. Obviously, we want to be focused on UE. And uh, and once we get sort of like the main section over, if people want to talk about other things, that'd be cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, reach out. We're, we're I'm well, I'm certainly open to suggestion. As I say, we touched on Newcastle today. So you know, yep. um, yeah. Looking yeah, forward to it. All right. So um, from myself, Faddy, from Terry and from Daryl, uh, we are signing out. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next turn. Cheers. Bye-bye.